Blog Talk Radio. Well, 
remember that time when so and so botched that move. You're not going to change how people perceive things. You're not going to change people's MOs. You're not going to change the fact that people go and read Dave Meltzer because obviously he's the most sought out dirt sheet piece of crap that goes in and discusses, okay, this is what's going to happen with this angle and this story. This is what's going to happen with, let's say, Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans, for example. And he would go in and say, this is where they're headed with this direction, you know, as far as continuity goes, I hate that. I don't, I used to get enthralled with that in middle school, but I, you know, this is just from my perspective. It's not, I don't, I do not speak on behalf of the fans, you know. By the way, before I go on tangent, I'm going to pause for a moment. What's up, UK? What's up, Australia? What's up, Latvia, Indonesia, Norway, Canada? What's up? What's up, United States of America? What's up? I'd give the what's ups. Can't really our truth it. But anyways, to continue. Yeah, stats will show exactly what's the deal. And they will show you how many viewers tuned in per hour. There's several websites people use, you know, like Garrowick.com. Garrowick.net, SportsKeda, CBS. There are various <clears throat> websites that I could attribute and back up with fact on why sometimes it's easy to fall into the traps of saying, well, yeah, yeah, the ratings are fucking terrible, blah, blah, blah. Why should I tune in? Sometimes you got to pick up a microphone before you open your mouth in certain promotions. But is it our business to tell a promoter how to how the business should be run? No. But at the same token, um, one of the things you can do as a fan is you can be suggestive with it. Like, why not instead of this happening, why not this happen? And a good example is instead of a tag team match or, you know, I get it, they implemented the Money in the Bank Raw men's team. And that was Braun Strowman, Ricochet, Baron Corbin, and of course, Drew McIntyre, you know, is quite hot. You kind of have to understand why they did it that way, but to pick up a microphone instead of just getting. I get why. See, I can question, like, why Why is it every time before a match you pick up a microphone? Because if you don't, it's just a straight match. Fans are going to wonder, hmm, why did they open differently? And that may cause a chain reaction in the or for the WWE universe. May not. Take, for example, NXT or Ring of Honor or New Japan. All different wrestling organizations... And they differ on how much mic time is needed to explain a fucking point. It's three-hour program, so you have to fill the time slots. You are given a certain amount of time to be on the microphone, and you are to memorize or drill home what you are trying to drill home through the promo. McIntyre, 
and then Ricochet, and then Braun Strowman, and then, of course, Boring Corbin. They do their job if they're getting our attention. One of the dudes as a fan, okay, watch. But the other dudes, enjoy. Or bitch and cry about it on a podcast. Or <laughs> bitch and cry to other people who share the same bitching and crying feeling. It's called expressing one's opinion. We're allowed to have opinion, but then we get it gets turned around into if you do not have factual facts to back up your claims, then do not say anything at all. And there's a lot of that. There's also the, the people with the IQs of 12 who believe this shit is completely real, and that's good because you want them to keep coming back. One of the don'ts that I realized um, will not help further anybody's career, I'll just tell you. Don't waste your time trying to convince people, some people, that they have the IQ of 12 because they believe, they know everything. I know wrestling just as good as anybody was told to me in St. Louis at Money in the Bank when I was expressing my opinion on Carmella winning Money in the Bank. What's fine. You know, whomever they choose, whatever. Women's Money in the Bank, the first ever in St. Louis, was eh, semi-decent. But to have that result, see, that's the thing. Some people say it's okay to bitch about the result on some occasions because you'll get a million different... I didn't mind it. I thought it was pretty cool type things. One second, folks. All right, so... Suggestive criticisms. Like, okay, why did you not start off the show without promos? They're not going to fucking listen because you're not on their dime and you are not on the payroll. Workers. I best be careful with how I word this because I am a former manager who is not well known. If you Google search me, KCXW will show up. But I am not well known, and I am just going to say, from my observations, this is what I have learned. Dues show up to the venue on time, entertain the fans, sign autographs, take pictures, doesn't matter what level you are. Autographs and pictures are draining, and yes, they are annoying. Then go home. Do not tell the fans how to feel, what we should not feel. If you do, have a convincing fucking argument. Same goes for fans. Do not tell the wrestlers how to work in the ring when you have never stepped foot in the ring. Backyard wrestling does not fucking count from your trampoline. And three, just enjoy one another's company, man. It's one of those random rambling days where it's so fucking boring and I'm just trying to you know, give out my best 
to you guys. I haven't been consistent as of late. My apologies to all the fans who do listen to this show. But anyway, so workers, also, I can't sit here and say don't be pretentious jackasses because I have been one. And trust me, it's not a good thing to brag about, but, you know, it is what it is. So there's that. You don't want to cross paths with former workers, fans, when you say, start using terminologies, fucking quit that shit. I've repeated myself multiple times. Mark, botch is not a term, or fuck up, or sequence, or when he did this outside of the ring, he grabbed a headlock wrong, he's supposed to grab it this way. Again, until you have trained fully, and there's no time length, until you know lock up, go to ropes, you know, it's not about that. It's until you've trained. And it's been brought to my attention because of the previous conversations that I've had on the train, inside my own car, with my own best friends. You've got to remember, you are not a worker. And workers... All I can say is, you know, like my Uncle Bob says, or like Uncle Bob says, if you have a business that you work for, serve it well. That means don't do any outlandish requests for fans. Just, you know, have fun. Isn't that the main thing with us? Isn't Aren't you guys supposed just to have fun? I guess, you know, in some instances it can get crazy. I can I can recall, you know, having a few guests on here saying this is what fans have said in context and through social media. And in that instance I understand on their end. Such as, you know, like if you do this, can you show me your underwear or if you do this can you show me blah, blah, blah. That's that's not called for. So that I understand. But don't be a complete douche canoe when someone asks them a question, basic question like, hey, can you come on my show? Give a yes or no answer. like, why should I be on your show? Do I have to know your fucking background? Yes. I did my research a long time ago. I'm not singling anybody out. I'm just giving you a true story. When I did my research, I watched matches. I even went through the trouble of saying, well, I think you're great per- you know, a good personality to have on my show. I think it would be interesting for the fans to hear a different dynamic. I don't care if you're well-known or known. I just want to have a good time. So don't – you can deny certain exposures if you hear certain things. That's, that's the free choice of the pro wrestler, right? What I'm saying is just say yes or no. Don't give me, why should I be on your show? Okay. Fine. I'll give you a damn good, I'll give you a damn good reason. Or reasons. One, there's no fucking platform on this show except for have a good time and enjoy. Oh, ladies and gents, I just noticed 
that the Presidente, El Presidente of Queen of all fandoms, including WFC, the Oakland Raiders, and the New York Yankees, and Alexa Bliss, and a few other fandoms. Trust me, this lady is awesome. She is amazing. Welcome to the show, Granny Hulkster. Well, hello, B-Train. You had most of it right, except for the three things that you mentioned that are very, very wrong. And, you you know, you know I don't like the Raiders. You know I don't like the Yankees. You know I don't like Alexa Bliss. So, you know, everything mm-hmm. else was pretty much true, fans, that he was saying about me. Yes, I try to do my best job that I can possibly do. But, you know, um, those, those three things that he mentioned – don't believe him when he tells you that, man, because he does not want to know uh, what he's talking about. And and my son, Anthony, is sitting here with me, and he's saying, yes, he does. So be trained. My son is <laughs> always on your side, as always. You know, he's I laughing. Beginning to like he's your laughing. I, You're beginning I, to like I my don't... son? Yes, he's beginning to like you. <laughs> he's doing the yes chant, you know, here, be trained. I mean, you know. Well, so I was trying to get on the the tail end, Granny, like not end of the show, but it's still like forty two minutes, so there's plenty of legs left of the show. I I just uh, Granny, I've been frustrated with several. Not I'm not going to mention personal on air to remain professional, but I've had conversations on the train with <laughs> other wrestling fans, and it's driving me nuts. How is it? You know, they quickly forget you. I separate, please, not church and state, but wrestler and the reality. You are not a promoter. You are not a booker. Wrestlers, I've had conversations with as well. You know, like, we feel this way, we feel that way. Maybe there ought to be a table at WrestleCon next year where all the wrestlers there will experience what fans are saying because it's ridiculous. Well, if they booked him this way, I don't get why they turned him heel. I think that if he had a long heel run, it would have been great. Like, motherfucker, please understand. I've been a worker too, and I can explain to you. Switching us to heel or baby face doesn't matter. What matters is, and this is just my opinion, is how the crowd reacts. That's what you want. Of course. I mean, it's all about the fans. I mean, numerous times, B-Train, I have heard many of my wrestling family members say, if it wasn't for the fans, we wouldn't have anything. We wouldn't have nothing. I mean, it, it wouldn't be worth anything. I mean, you know, the fans can either make you or they can break you. Now, I remember one time I was at a UWE show in a little town called Jay, Oklahoma. They maybe had, I mean, and it's not that they didn't promote it because they they always do a very good job promoting. And that's one thing you have to do too, fans, is when you're trying to get people to come to your show, promote, promote, promote. Because if you don't promote, you're not going to have anybody at that show. Now, granted, Jay, Oklahoma is not a very big town. I mean, very, 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 very small. There was maybe 30 people at this show, okay? 30 people. But that being said, 
I know pretty much the whole UWE staff that wrestle all the time. Um, and somebody made the statement, well, it's going to be a great show because Brainy's in the crowd. Now, I am very humble by that, fans. I do not get a big head. I mean, I am very humble in the compliments that I get from my wrestling family. Now, that also being said, I have been told numerous times, Granny, you helped make the show. Thank you. I mean, thank you for helping make the show. You know, I don't get paid fans for doing what I do. I don't get paid for, you know, bringing the merchandise to WFC. I pay for my tickets just like everybody else. You know, I, I, you know, I support the, I buy the merchandise. I buy, you know, concession. I support however I can in whatever way capacity I can. I help the, 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 the company that's, that's doing the show in whatever way I can. But, you know, fans, if you're going to sit there and gripe and complain and whine about, oh, I think you should have done it this way or you should have done it that way or, or this should have been done. Okay, trust me, fans. Okay. I am not a, a worker. I am not a wrestler. I have never been a wrestler. I've never been a worker like B-Train has. B-Train has been a worker. He has been on both sides of that fence. He's been the worker. He's been the fan. I have been strictly the fan. Yes, they may get me involved within the show somehow, some way, but that doesn't make me a worker, that I am still only a fan. And I know my limitations. I know what I can do and what I can't do. I'm not going to be somebody like that guy at the Hall of Fame that attacked Bret Hart. I am not going to be somebody that's going to jump over the banister and storm into the ring and beat up on somebody because I know I can't. You know, but that being said, don't try to make yourself a promoter if you're not. I mean that that's all I've got to say about that B train. I mean and I and I don't mean to be I and I hope I'm not overstepping my boundaries by any way, but you know, I I had to get that out of my system. You know, I had to I had to express how I felt about that. Well it, oh, it actually ties into what I'm trying to say because I've had consistent conversations with certain people You know, and I, I'm one of those that have learned and still am learning. Do not mention drama. Do not, like, for me, and that's another thing. You mentioned attitude, you know, if you, if you don't want to be a worker, you know, if you don't like the fans. And I, I hate to say it, but, Granny, Sasha Banks is, was a discussion point for me last night. I discussed how much she made. And she showed up for work. There's a difference between her and Lesnar. They're the types that go into work, they hate their job, and they go home. There are other types that, you know, and they're in wrestling, they go into work, they love the fans, they love what they do, and they don't care what story, angle, whatever is going on, they just do it. 
and Sasha is not one of them. I'll give you a prime example of someone who is. She's currently the Becky Two Belts. And why is she appealing to all of us who aspire to one day be like her or come along one of these decades and make a name for themselves? I'll give you a hint. It's because she relates. She can relate. And her story is very similar to Paige. Almost identical. Her older brother was an instructor at Finn Balor's school in Ireland. And she took the time to go on a train or have her dad bring her to this town just so she could train. You know, and her story is she was a stewardess. She was a babysitter. She worked on the railroad just so she could support her dream. And you know something, folks? Yeah, you either die happy or you die trying. And let me tell you, if your only intention in this business and professional wrestling is to make sure you go well out your way to have a security team like Sasha Banks did during WrestleMania, I completely understand because there's a lot of fans during this time. But come on. Take pictures. Sign autographs. Have security tell them, hey, can you guys line up, and then I will do it. That will make you the most popular little gym ever. But to stiff my cousin at SummerSlam, who, by the way, thought you know you were an idol, this is not blasting you. This is just telling the truth. I've gone past that, and I've let that go. I just realized the only time I'm ever quite possibly going to get an autograph from you is if you're at an autograph session already because it's the appropriate place. I get it. The reason why I'm ragging on her is because comparing her and Becky is because you look at those two. They both were in NXT around the same time. Becky came maybe a year later in 2014. They're both successful women. Mm-hmm. But the problem is one of them has attitude issues. And who doesn't? You know, I get it. It can be overwhelming. You don't want fans coming up to you and harassing you and bothering you while you're trying to eat. That's a different story. But for her to sit there and think that shit's just going to be handed to her in AEW, and speculations are she's probably most likely headed there or wherever, or she may even go back to Ring of Honor. It doesn't matter. I don't care about that. Granny, I'm more of the person that cares about how you treat me attitude-wise. And oh, I agree. She just, I agree. Yeah, and she just exemplifies something or someone that screams, no matter where you work, dear, you're always going to have issues. And if it, if she's like this now, what makes her think that those things will transpose or be allowed in AEW? And I'm pretty sure Cody doesn't have an issue with her as a worker because she's a great worker. But when you have certain people around you, you know, noticing, and you just well, and you. Go ahead, Granny. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 no. Go uh, ahead and finish what you were saying. So go ahead. Like, 
when you when you have certain people around you that know you and what you're about and they don't they know that you're going to be troubled the moment you step foot in the new territory that's bad and she's acting all happy on social media she unfollowed WWE okay like I said I don't care what she does because I'm not her but her attitude is what bothers me and so again that's not mm-hmm. you yeah, I get that, but having met her on multiple occasions, she's not going to remember one single person. Mm-mm. And when I met her high school classmate and when I was going on my way back home to Brooklyn, okay, he said, well, she's a nerd. I said, that doesn't excuse her behavior. So what? A lot of people have social anxiety issues. And I understand that. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a trained professional when it comes to that shit. But when it comes to you are in professional wrestling and you are to you don't you're not obligated to sign autographs. You can sign one, two, three, maybe four, five, six, and then be done. And then have other fans tell the story, Hey, I got Sasha's autograph or hey, I got a picture with Sasha. I'm sure if you ask nicely and she turns you down, cool. But what I'm saying is her attitude towards certain things hmm, makes me wonder. Well, it's kind of like my situation, B-Train. Um, you know, I went to one of Jerry Bostick's shows um, in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, not too long ago for Parade of Champions. And MVP was there. Well, I bought an autographed picture for my son, you know. And he autographed it. Well, okay, I asked him, you know, you've seen my original Granny Holster shirt. I asked him if yeah. he would sign it. I figured, you know, okay, I thought I bought a picture, you know, he would sign my shirt. Well, he says, I can't sign that. And I said, excuse me? You know, I said, is there a reason why? And he says, um... He says, well, I'm sorry, but, you know, he says, um, because of the name on your shirt, you know, um, Hulk Hogan was very disrespectful to me back in the day. So I can't sign your shirt. And I'm like, okay, fine, no problem. And I thanked him, and I went on my merry way. You know, now, you know, Tatanka was there. And, of course, I have met Chavo before and Carlito, and they had signed my Granny Holster, Queen of TCW shirt, because when CWA was running, I had met both of them at CWA, so they had signed that shirt, but I had them sign my original Granny shirt. No problem whatsoever, signed my shirt, you know, but I'm like, okay, you know, but I said, you know, MVP, I said, sir, I said, it's just a fun name that somebody gave me because I like wrestling. I'm a, I'm a big, huge fan. You know, I was a huge fan of MVP for a long time. And I even told him I was, you know. And I'm like, he says, oh, but I'm, well, he says, you have to understand my point of view. And uh, I said, okay. I said, I do. And I, and, and I respect that. But that's all I said. I, I went on, I, I went on my merry way and, you know, whatever. I mean, my son was happy with the picture. That's all that mattered to me. But, you know, attitude there, there again, you know, attitude. I mean, you know, and. I have never been a promoter. I don't want to be a promoter. I have some friends who ran a very small federation for a while, 
I tried to help them. They asked me if I would help them, you know, promote it. And I said, yes, I would. You know, I mean, I don't want to be the booking person. I, I will help spread the word. I will help, you know, and I, and I tried. I, I, I tried very hard to the two shows that they did. I tried very hard to get people, you know, in there, in the seats, you know, and whatever. And two of my very best friends and one of them who is no longer with us, you know, um, passed away about nine years ago. He said, Granny, you cannot blame yourself for what happened. You did everything you could to help them, you know. Didn't have a very good turnout at either show, but, you know, there again. And I told them, I said, you have got to advertise. You have got to get the word out about these shows. Otherwise, it's not going to work. I mean, I am not a promoter. I am not on the business side part of it. I am not the booking agent. But I do know enough that you have to get word of mouth out. You have to advertise. You have to tell everybody that you know. Say, hey, we're doing a wrestling show. You know, we're and part of it's going to benefit Toys for Tots. Or, or, or if you're doing like we did a toy, we we gathered up Toys for Tots for the Salvation Army for kids at Christmas time. I mean, we brought a ton of toys. You know, people. They came to the show, brought some toys. I mean, so that was a little bit better turnout than the first one. But there again, V-Train, if you don't advertise, if you don't tell people about your product, you think you're going to get people in those seats? No, you're not. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, I, I, I wouldn't want to be a promoter, but I do whatever I can to help wrestling for a cause. I can't go out and help promote because of my health. My health won't allow me to do a lot of walking, unfortunately. So my contribution, I bring stuff for the raffles. I bring stuff for the silent auctions. I pick up merchandise for Tim when he needs it. That is my contribution, plus being there for his shows as often as I can be. So. You know, it- the there you have it, Frank fans, you know. It's it's important, you know, I like I said, I don't like dwelling on certain things, but I am going to just tell you part of the other reason why I'm saying don't shut down. I mean, you, wrestlers, uh, managers, if you are listening to this podcast, what I can say is I have an open invitation because I'm sick and tired of being the one saying, hey, you know, I got this podcast, blah, blah, blah. And all I need is a yes or no. I'm not asking for much. I just say, hey, you know, if you want to show up on my show, here's the time frames. I am very consistent. And I am not inconsistent. I am one of those people that if you want to show up on the show and you want to rant, fine. But just do it within reason. I just recently, you know, last year and this year, messaged not the same person but the same similar response. Why should I be on your show? I even, Granny, went ahead and did research to, you know, make it make it believable why I wanted this person onto my show. And the response I get was, is there any other reason I should be on the show? So, motherfucker, let me tell you, 
if you think you're a big deal because, you know, you turn down a podcast or two or three or more, you're still going to be stuck in the same fed with the bad fucking attitude that you have. Okay? And I, this is a lash out. And I'm not going to name names to remain professional. Because why, why be a wrestler if you don't want exposure? Why be a wrestler if... You're going to turn people down. Oh, I don't want this title. Oh, no, I don't want this opportunity. Up to you, dude. I mean, I've had people on my show with credible reputations. Brian Pillman Jr., Danny Cage, JT Davidson, Mikey B. Mock. I mean, or Mikey, as he just goes by. Okay. I've had Ronnie Nicole. I've had men and female, male and female guests on my show. It's just so. I hope I wasn't too late today, B Train. I know you had a little bit of a delay, and for some reason my messenger didn't pop up that you had messaged me until I checked it. Um, like about three or four minutes after you said I'm on the air. So I apologize, fans. Um, my phone's been it's, doing some funky things lately, so. It's been a wacky week, but you know what? Like I said, I don't mention discrepancies on air. I, I just don't because that's not professional. You know, if there's no, a need not. to do it, you know, if there's a need to do it, you know, and not for just sole purpose, selfish purposes, that I'm getting a lot of questions on Instagram asking me why. And I said, because it's not something you do when you don't know who could be listening to your podcast. And what if, and I've mentioned this before, what if Triple H, what if Stephanie McMahon, or what if Tony Khan, or what if New Japan's promoter decides, hey, you know, we're going to pick up Granny Hulkster and B-Train. And we're going to hire them. But, you know, we really can't because he's very unprofessional and he mentions personal discrepancies on air. That's why. Because I have gotten a lot better thought process going. As of the moment, folks, you know, I'm just trying to piece things together. I know it'll take time. But to answer your question, was it your real name, Kemp? I've never heard. That's a very unique name. Where are you from? Okay, that's cool. You listen to our show from Toronto? Awesome. That's nice. So what's your question? He's typing, so... Okay, so your question to me and... Is do you think that sometimes wrestler oversteps their boundaries? I'm like, okay, let let me just stop that right there. Uh, from my perspective, yes, sometimes wrestlers do overstep their boundaries by telling the fans how they should and should not feel. Again, there's a separation line between wrestler and fan, so you got to understand from their perspective, it gets annoying hearing what well, you botched in the ring, and I can't believe they. This is one that was common for a few years. I can't believe they let Cena hold the title, or I'm so <clears throat> mad that Roman Reigns 
is still champion. Guess what, fuckers? He held in a secret for 11 years that he had leukemia. And I'm thinking, you know, this is just an example for the fans who were booing him. Yes, he felt like he was forced, but I'd much rather have him over Brock Lesnar any day of the week. Because he is extremely loyal to the cause of being a champion. And not only that, folks, have you seen Make-A-Wish? My God, next to John Cena, Rowan Reigns is by far the most requested. Because, Granny, who knew? Who knew? We and, and everyone would be lying if they said they knew that he had it. I mean, I didn't know he had leukemia for, I mean, that he had that deep dark secret for 11 years. So he opened up and shared that. I mean, right there, fans, that takes a lot of strength for whether you're a man, woman, child, whatever. If you come out and admit to the whole entire world, hey, I've got leukemia. You know, it it had been in remission, but now it's back. So, unfortunately, I'm going to have to take some time off. I'm going to have to relinquish my belt. I have to give up my championship because I can't wrestle right now. I cannot defend that championship belt like I'm supposed to. So, I am forced to have to give up my belt for an extended amount of time, you know, whatever, because I can't defend it. That takes a lot of guts. That takes a lot of strength for someone to do that. And, you know, I admire the man that he could come out in front of the WWE universe and say, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's been happening with me. You know, yeah, I hate it, but I don't have a choice. But now he's back, stronger than ever. You know, I admire that. I mean, I see so many kids at Wrestling for a Cause that are dealing with cancer. But those kids, oh my gosh, those kids, to bring a smile to their faces for two hours and let them have the time of their lives because they're having fun? You know, they're the true champions. Yeah, you have a WWFC champion in the ring, but those kids, those people, those adults that we've done shows for, we're doing a show for Tim Rockwell's mother this Saturday at Bandetta. We're doing a show for her. Yvette is one of the most strongest women I know. And she's fighting this. Tooth and nail, and we're and she's not giving up. But we're doing a show to help Mama Rockwell at Vendetta Saturday, and you know I, I had to miss the last show because we were moving my son to his new apartment. So I had to miss, I, and it's not very often. I think in the seven years, almost eight years that WFC's been running B Train, I think Granny has missed maybe about five or six shows out of all the shows that they've ever done. For WFC. I wasn't missing this one. So, oh, B-Train, really quick. 
Anthony has uh-huh. an idea that you're absolutely going to love. You know the name okay. that they're trying to call me at WFC, right? Danny Villain? Yes. Well, my son is informing me that I need to have his Red Villain shirt on underneath my Granny Hulkster Wrestling for a Cause shirt. The villains come out. I take off my Granny Hulkster shirt. I look at Tim. I look at my Granny shirt. I look at the villains. I look at my Granny shirt. I look at the villains one last time. I lay my Granny Hulkster shirt on the banister, put up the villain's sign, and turn heel. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, absolutely not. So that's his idea for me because he thinks Granny needs to turn heel for a while, especially at Bandetta, because the fans are going to be the ones making the match, we train. We get to choose. Oh. Who faces oh, who? That makes it even, we get to it makes it even we get better. to choose. Yeah, he says that makes it even better, Anthony. We get to choose the stipulations. That's what I love about Fandetta. We, the fans, get to choose what happens Saturday. <laughs> so, but anyways, but that's his idea. So I don't know if that's going to happen or not, fans. But you know, I I I don't know. I I, I don't know. But getting back to what we were talking about, be trained. But you know. But yeah. So. There's just a lot of things that you know crossed my mind. Was like, dude. I I started. I just had to get up from the train and just transfer because I'm just like I cannot listen to all this shit that really doesn't make sense. It's like so okay you guys want to believe that this is what would help. The problem with that is is that when we believe something as fans guess what? You bump into former workers or you bump into people who get annoyed and then in turn causes social media fights and then in turn causes wars. And there's granny, I feel like this is just my perception. There's always gonna be a line drawn. And there has to be. It's sad, but there yes. has to be. Yes. There has to be that line drawn. I mean you know I have had so many people <laughs> I, I I you know, I, I've been at so many different events. I was at a TCW show back in Nashville, Tennessee in two thousand thirteen. And there was a match between Bordell Walker and Dan the Beast Severn. Okay? Bordell made Dan Severn tap out. Okay? It was a good match. I mean, it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't over in like five minutes or ten minutes. You know, it was a good, hard-fought match. It was an excellent match. Well, these three bozos behind me. I think they either had too much to drink before they got there or or something. I don't know. But they like dropping the F-bomb word and blah, 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 blah. We're out of here, man. They're throwing their programs down. They're throwing everything. I mean, they're acting like total jerks. And they storm out before the show's even over with just because 
Dan Severn lost. Dan Severn tapped out. You know? I mean, I met Dan Severn that morning at the hotel when he was first checking in. Very nice man. Very professional man. And then I saw him. We were going to Waffle House after the show to get some dinner, and Tommy Dreamer was already in there, and you know, a bunch of the wrestlers were already in there. A bunch of the fans were in there. And Dan Severn's walking out, and he, like, throws his arms up in the air, and he says, Granny, we've got to stop meeting like this. People are going to start talking. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, well, I don't think there's any danger of that, Dan, you know. But, but you know, have fun. You know, sit there, cheer, holler, boo as loud as you want, because if you're just going to sit there, and not say anything or play on your phone during the show or whatever, you know, you don't need to be there. If I mean, and it's not, believe me, fans, it's not embarrassing to stand up and holler at somebody because trust me, I do it all. I do it all the time. I've done it for years. I mean, I have had this gimmick name for close to 19 years now, B-Train. I mean, I have been Granny Holkster for a long, long time. And if I was afraid of being embarrassed every time I stood up and hollered at somebody, I mean, or if I would, or if I told somebody, if, if they told me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip, and I come back and tell them, well, if you think you're man enough, why don't you come over here and say that to my face, you know? I've had a few of them do that. They've they've actually come over and gotten in my face. I mean, it was kind of like it, it, it was kind of like a Tahlequah, and I know you and Kurt Gannon were there at Tahlequah B train when Canadian Red Devil wrestled against Lockdown, and Canadian Red Devil says, "Oh, I'm tagging you in this match for Granny," you know, and he comes and sits down next to me, you know, and Lockdown, he's like. You know, he starts hollering at me, you know, and I said, come on, big boy. I said, if you think you're man enough, why don't you show me, come over here and show me what you got, you know? And then, you know, Canadian Red Devil got back in the ring and wrestled him. But, you know, it, it's all fun, fans. I mean, I have a blast. I have an amazing time at wrestling shows. And I love doing what I do because I know – I can, and I know nobody's going to tell me, oh, you can't do that, you can't do that, you can't do that. You've got to sit down and shut up, and you've got to be quiet. No. Hey, somebody's going to sit down and tell me that I have to sit down and shut up and be quiet at a wrestling show? That's not going to happen, fans. That's not going to happen with, at all with me, period. You know, so you best be thinking what you're going to say. If you got something to say to Granny, you better be saying it to my face. And not behind my back. Because if I find out <laughs> you hurt my friends, you hurt my family, you whatever, you're going to be answering to Granny. Plain and simple. I'm not threatening anybody, but I'm telling you like it is. Because I'm very outspoken. I can be very outspoken when I have to be. I am very professional. I am very professional. When it comes to these podcasts, I try to be very professional when I'm on these podcasts, like we trained said earlier, because we do not know who's listening to our podcast. I mean, sometimes I really think that maybe the higher-ups that be at WWE 
or the creative people at WWE might be listening to our podcast. You know, I would be amazed. I mean, I, I, I'm not even honestly sure, B Train, what I would do if I got a call from the creative team at WWE and say, Granny, we need you to come to WWE one show and, and help us out. Can you do that? Oh my gosh. I mean, I would be very humble, but I would be like, I would be, because I'm just, I'm, I'm just a fan. I mean, I'm not a worker. But yeah, if they wanted me to be an extra for WWE in whatever capacity, you better believe I'd be there in a heartbeat. It's, you know, here's what I got to say. There's a certain crop of things that I've had to retract, and there's a certain crop of things and subjects that I will not retract. Because there are people associated with Granny. Lady Lynn and I were discussing how we do not really like Lacey Evans, and we feel that she's got a lot to prove. But if you look at her, you will say to yourself, hmm, okay, what has she done to assess or process the situation? Because if it weren't for Sasha leaving, even though I don't really like Sasha either, we expressed more than one reason, more factual reasons. She's eye candy. She can fight in heels or, you know, whatever. She's a good contrast to Becky Lynch. However, I'm not retracting how I feel because there's plenty of other women in the locker room that could have gone one-on-one with Becky Lynch. But, like, you know, for the people that actually listen to that and say, well, okay, we'll take into account. Granny, I kid you not, they're using Sami Zayn to basically tell the fans, this is what you are, this is what will happen. And Sami Zayn upon, I don't know, man. Uh, I just, I'll just use the famous line, I just work here. You know, okay. Betrayed, I mean, you're, you, you are so right in so many ways in everything that you're saying. I mean, like, we can't retract how we felt about Lesnar for months on end. And, it, you know, it finally, they finally grasped the attention that he's making $12.5 million or more, according to Forbes or his net worth, which means that means, folks, net worth meaning how much you're worth to them, how much ratings you've acquired because of your name. Yeah, he's a discussion point, but that's fucking it. Other than that, folks, guess what? He was an annoyance to Granny and I because there's other people that were worthy of the championship, and they kept prolonging that shit. I know a coworker that actually said, I gave up on wrestling because they just kept making Lesnar champion, and I said, see? There's a prime example. I actually have physical validation. I used to watch it. She goes, what happened to the long hair, black hair with the blonde streak in it? You know, what happened to him? And I think, I, okay, Seth Rollins. What happened to the 3-0? You mean the shield? So I filled in the blanks yesterday, which was kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, folks, see, there's reasons why Granny and I speak on things. Because we don't know if we're being heard. Maybe it's a generalized consensus from other podcasts. 
like Heel Marks Podcast, like the Savannah <laughs> Podcast. There's a lot of podcasts running around right now. And how do we make our show different? Sure, I don't have guests on here right now, but let's speak on the issues. Let's stay current until I get guests. You know, that's one of the things that was my goals for 2019. And before I let you guys go today, I'm not going to do off the rails and censor this kind of a thing of mine to do. Depending on my fluctuating work schedule, folks, we are going to be switching things up here in the next week. And the times will adjust themselves accordingly, so it will no longer be set times. If it is, then so be it. I will have set times here. But to bring the point home, there are certain things that fans do that irk me, and there are certain things that wrestlers do irk the fuck out of me. Like on your social media, do you not know that people don't give a fuck? And it's the same people liking your status over and over again. This is directed towards wrestlers. You do realize that to change the game on social media, case in point, do something that grabs attention, not something that makes you look like an ass. That's just my observation, okay? And by the way, if you think that you're being a big shot by disrespecting other promotions and shitting all over them, that's on you. But like Uncle Bob says, be a servant. Just just serve your business well. Fans, go to a show, feel however you want to feel. But don't, and this is the thing, don't over-psychoanalyze some shit. And that includes, oh, and that sequence, all you see locked up. Shut the fuck up, please. You have not trained So please, by all means, until you know in context what is needed for a promo, how to do a proper lockup, how to grab a headlock, how to to run the ropes, how to take a bump or two, then please shut your mouth because I have had it. Okay? So if a wrestler looks untrained, just say, hey, man, who trained you? Don't go into tangent, I would have done this, I would have done that. Please shut your face. Okay? I keep my mouth shut on the train, and I keep it shut when I'm in the car with my roommates sometimes. But enough is enough on both ends. You know, I get it. There has to be a line drawn for wrestlers because if a fan hangs out with them, then that means, okay, they're either one of two things, a ring rat, or a good friend. And then they'll, oh, is this a mark or, or a friend? Quit fucking using that term. The only reason I would ever use that term is if a fan acts a certain way and cannot be professional in the presence of a professional. That's when you start using that term. But do not, oh, is it a mark or a friend? So that, Granny, I heard that. I heard it come out of someone's mouth, and I'm like, okay, I shouldn't be shocked. But at the same fucking token, it's like, um, gosh, people, you know, when you get out of this ring and when you go out of the arena, we're just people. That's my humble opinion on wrestler and fan. You're not the president. You are not a queen of England. Hey, Eugenia. How you doing, sweetie? Hi, Eugenia. She 
<laughs> and she she said, you know, people are not the queen of England. They should respect uh, their own boundaries. And I said, yeah, because that moron that jumped over the railing or the barricade at uh, Barclays is a prime example of you should not try this shit at home or you should act accordingly. That's when you can tell a fan what they can and cannot do. Okay, not, oh, they should feel this way. You should have reacted this way. At, you know, the Oscar-Charlotte match was a good example. There was a war between worker and fans. It's like the fans on Twitter, shut your mouths, please. Because some of you, dear God in heaven, what possesses you to go after wrestlers thinking that you're going to get a word in edgewise? Also on Instagram, like honestly, folks, I just post things to post things. No, I post things that are current, what's going on in wrestling, whatever the case may be. I do not sit there and be like, okay, I'm just posting this to get attention. You're damn right, because it's a it's a podcast, and I have to uphold or keep up with my Facebook, with the Instagram. It's it's a mess. I get it, you know, and I will get back on that, and it's going to take some time. I apologize, but you know what, Granny, what I've noticed is there are a lot of negative people in this world when it comes to pro wrestling. Oh, yes, most definitely. And you know what, Uncle Bob just mentioned a point. He said, don't try and argue with someone who's in their mindset of wrestling is fake don't argue with someone who hates, you know, a certain superstar because, God forbid, we find out what said superstar did to them. Just, like, be suggestive or be expressive in your opinions. Expressive meaning, I don't like this situation because this is how some fans feel. And I don't ever generalize, well, this is how most of us feel because you're opening up a can of worms, dude. When you say, well, this is how most of us feel, most of us including like your circle of friends, most of us including, you know, I'm trying to get a a beat on what you're trying to ask me. Hey, I'm saying don't generalize when you make a statement on social media because that's where people get in trouble. Okay. Well, very well put. Very well, very well said, B-Train. Because as soon as you start saying, well, I hate this group of people because of their political beliefs, guess what hailstorm, guess what thunderstorm, and guess what storm in general you have created, sir? I'm just going to leave it at that because you want to argue in circles when I've already made my point three times. I'm sorry, Darius, that you feel that way. You can always hang up. Because or come you know come on here like a man and state try and state your case. Okay, you're just gonna say I'm full of it. Okay, whatever. Um, well, that's you know your opinion, sir. And like I said, we welcome people on our show. Fan, wrestler, referee doesn't matter. The platform for Wrestle Radio Network has changed because the previous owner, you know, I. Contacted about you know getting guests for the show. Um, the moniker was a little different, and to remain professional, I'm going to say, yeah, we did have guests, but that's 
that's not what podcasts are about all the way through, that is. You can have all the guests in the world, but you can still be an unknown son of a bitch because I can guarantee you this is also granting the problem. I'm going to say both don't. Don't think you're bigger than or larger than life just because you own a podcast or just because you own a blog. Wrestlers, same thing. Do not think you are larger than life because it, all it takes is one injury to come swirling down and kaboom. There goes your career. I mean, for example, last night, you know, B-Train, you talk about podcasts. You know I help with Attitude Era Live. And you know, for the most part, we normal we normally have a three guest night. Well, uh, unfortunately, for the last couple of weeks, um, two of our guests, you know, they they couldn't call in for whatever reason. I mean, I don't know if something came up, whatever. But you know, we make do with what we have. You know, last night we just ended up having a two guest night. You know, which is okay. But you know, and of course, with that, if you're live fans, um, Monday nights. I help with a uh, big swing and icon on that. You know, sometimes our guests are not just wrestlers. Sometimes we have movie directors. We have TV stars. I mean, you know, ours, I mean, for the most part is wrestling, you know, but we do have other guests and, you know, we're, they're building each and every day. They're getting bigger each and every day, but, you know, not every podcast is the same fans. You know, okay, you have some podcasts you have guests on. Some podcasts you don't. And that's okay. It's whatever whatever you feel like. If you know, if you're wanting to start a podcast up because I mean I have been part of podcasts before. I actually was a guest on one. Like I started off with B Train and Big Swing and Icon. Then it turned out I started being a part of the podcast like I'm doing now, but then it turned out I was actually hosting the podcast, and I did that for four or five years, but due to my health, Granny had to say, okay, wait a minute, I've got to think of me, you know, I'm the type of person, fans, that I always worry about everybody else, and I don't always think of Granny. Well, it got to the point, fans, where if I didn't think of Granny, then Granny might not be here sitting here today talking to you all on this podcast. Or I wouldn't be on the podcast with Big Swing and Icon every Monday night helping them out if I didn't step, you know, open my eyes, take a step back and look and say, hey, you've got to think of yourself or you're not going to be good to anybody else. So I stepped down from hosting it. Luckily, I had a friend who took over hosting it. I still helped with it, but I wasn't as active in it as before. So, you know, if you're thinking about wanting to start a podcast out there, you know, there's a lot of ways to do it. But you need to do your research. Do your research. Do some some background work. I mean, check in to see what all it takes. To have a good podcast. I mean, you don't want to do just a halfway job and and not be good. You want to have listeners. You want to have supporters. 
you know, you got to do your research, fans. You got to do, you got to check into a lot of different things. I mean, everybody thinks it's so easy. Oh, I could do a podcast. Well, you may be able to do it and you may not. But if you don't do your homework and you don't do your research and you don't do your background work, then I wouldn't suggest starting one up unless you know what it entails first. And the thing is, folks, like I said, I have made efforts to message wrestlers and I don't get responses. It's okay. I really, at this point, you know, you get so many messages flooding your inbox, that's understandable. But at the same fucking token, let me just inform you all how I do things. I am very professional when I leave a message. I don't say, hey, I'm a big fan. You know, I'd really like you to pop up on my show. I'm not a fucking total mark, all right? And I can use that term not because I worked on the other side of the spectrum. It's because those are the people that stick within their circle, and that's fine to have a circle, whatever. But to elicit the response of why should I be on your show, let me just present you with something. I have been running this for almost four years. I don't expect you to respect me, but at least expect a yes or no. And that right there, ladies and gents, is simple enough to where most wrestlers are surprised. Buku Dow, Brian Tillman Jr. was surprised when he was on the show. It's like, man, I've never been asked that question before. Why? Because I normally don't reveal all my secrets, but I just ask questions that normally could relate, uh, you know, from a worker's perspective and granny ass from a fan's perspective. So as uh, our last guest from NWA, Bob Roop basically said, you, you know, I've never been asked that before, and he answered accordingly. It's because you don't want to ask them the same fucking generic questions. You don't want to be the same. So do's and don'ts, yeah, there's unwritten. There's a lot of unwritten do's and don'ts that you have to, as you go in this business, whether you're a podcaster or a wrestler or Vince McMahon or Stephanie or Shane or Hunter, doesn't matter. You still will learn or you still implement what you know and transpose it into learning even more because wrestling's constantly evolving itself. They didn't have podcasts back when Granny and I were watching WCW and WWE. They had maybe radio shows that fans could make on their own and pay the money for that and that transposed into later on in the 2000s into podcasts so long winded way of saying don't blow me off just because you feel like it's going to make your reputation grow bigger trust me folks word of mouth gets out if you deny me as a podcast great but if you start denying other podcasts because you think you're too big for the business let me inform you on something. The business, you're not bigger than the business. You're just a spoke on the wheel. With or without you, the business will find a way to put another spoke on that wheel and let it keep turning. And 
the reason why I'm saying this is because it happened once last year and twice this year. And you know what irritates me more than anything is when I don't get a straight answer of yes or no. That's that's all I ask. I'm not asking you for an arm or a leg or your underwear or any perverse thing. I am asking for a simple yay or nay. Yes, no, nit, nine. I can be <laughs> no. That's universal. So, folks. Keep in mind, before I end my show, don't be a whiny bitch. Don't be a prima donna. That goes for both because you don't know. You don't know when an opportunity is going to snatch you right in the freaking face and say, hey, we've got a great opportunity for you. So if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Get about it. And Granny? And if you didn't like what Granny Holster had to say today, what you're going to do when Granny Holster goes crazy on you? That's all she wrote, folks. Have a good one. Tune in on Wednesday. Ticket times will vary. Remember, my times for this show will vary from 10 a.m. at the earliest midnight. That is the latest I will run. And if you want to do later, you have to consult with moi. Personality, the cultural personality.